Welcome to Hospitality From Within podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kim Lerner, leadership coach and professor for the hospitality industry. In this space, we'll be covering a rainbow of topics to support you in learning how to show up for yourself first so you can show up for others, giving you coaching guidance and inviting in collaborators to join me in conversation that are paving the way to a more sustainable industry. Now let's let the learning and the storytelling begin. Welcome to today's episode. Um, I'm really excited to have a really dear friend and also just an incredible leader um, and human. Uh, Today we have Carrie Brody with us having a collaborative conversation on leadership, uh, her story, and what vulnerability means. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation and excited that you're creating spaces like this for so many people. Thank you, Carrie. And thank you again for taking the time to to connect today. Um, Before we start learning more about Carrie and her story is more importantly, I like to create the momentum for any space stage um, that we're starting. And so I want to know something that you are celebrating, recognizing or proud of lately. Yeah, I love this question because I think it forces us to, to take stock and say, wow, actually, like what's happening and what's good And so my answer might not sound at first like it's something worth celebrating, but I really think it is. I love that. I have so much to do today (laughs) and so much to do this week and so much to do this month. And I was just talking to our board chair and it's, and she said, I said, oh, and I think it's exciting. She's like, this is more than exciting. And so while that to-do list can, can, you know, it's like uh, there can be the anxiety and overwhelm. I think right now I'm feeling so energized that my my plate is overflowing with so many wonderful things and so many projects that I that I get to be a part of. So I'm really, really grateful for that. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful thing. I think, you know, first, thanks for touching on something that, you know, that may not sound like a big celebration. I think so much we expect it to be this like big, happy celebrating thing. It's like, no, actually being really overwhelmed with things that bring you joy is also celebration recognition. So thank you for sharing that. Um, So Carrie is the executive director and founder of Emma's Torch, which is an incredible nonprofit. Um, Well, now sort of you'll tell us the story, but it started in New York um, and uh, that empowers refugees through culinary education. And so um, learning about how Carrie started this and um, sort of what you learned along the way, because you really dove into an industry that you know knew close to nothing about in a city that you knew also close to nothing about. So take us a little bit through your story, where, whatever you'd like to share about Emma's Torch, of course, it's such an impactful organization. So I want to make sure our listeners know all about it. Um, But tell us the tidbits that you think are important and were impactful for you and um, sort of really lead us through to like leadership and vulnerability, what's come up along the way. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, so I've had the honor of getting to do this for the past seven and a half, nearly eight eight years. But I think back um, to, this all started because I was working in a job that I thought was my dream job, doing the thing. um, And I worked with amazing people who to this day are dear friends. And I realized something, which was, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling like this was the thing, even though it was what I had said I always wanted to do. I grew up watching the West Wing. I wanted to be Sam Seaborn. I was working in communications (laughs) in Washington, D.C. It was everything. And I realized that there was more space in my life and more more space that I wanted to explore. Um, But I'm also very risk averse. So I 
I was volunteering at a homeless shelter, which I highly recommend if you're ever feeling uninspired and you look at your life and want to find a way to fill it more. Volunteering is amazing. And I loved, loved volunteering. And I realized that I was spending the rest of the day thinking about the conversations I had that morning at the shelter, thinking about what it meant to provide people with food, thinking about the nourishment that comes with it and seeing my work at the time I was working with LGBTQ asylum seekers through Mm -hmm. that lens. And I was thinking about these things, thinking about what we could do. Wouldn't it be great if, um, and my very long suffering husband said to me, you keep saying someone else should do this and you would love to go work for them. Why can't that person be you? Whose permission do you need? And that question changed my life. Um, I spent a lot of time coming up with a good enough reason not to try this. I spoke Mm -hmm. to experts. I did so much research on my own. I wrote out business plans, business models, one pagers, one sheets. That was just my process was that if I was going to dive into this, I needed to do the work before putting it out into the world. Um, and kind of fast forward, I ended up leaving my job, start starting culinary school, moving to New York city and the rest. It's funny. Cause you know, the rest is history, but yeah. it's, 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 uh, it is, but it's because it's no longer just my story after that mm-hmm. point. Once mm-hmm. I, once I enrolled in culinary school, the very first Emma's Torch event was staffed by my classmates. Mm-hmm. The first Emma's Torch pop-up was staffed by volunteers, including you, Kim. Yes. <laughs> I met along this journey. And so Emma's Torch stopped being mine as soon as I, honestly, I think of it like we always count the anniversary of Emma's Torch as the day that I clicked upload on the website. Yeah. And really when it stopped being my story and started being a community story. And I think along the way, so much has changed. We now, um, we run two cafes, pop-ups consumer packaged goods business actually sorry two cafes in new york another cafe and catering business in make Haiti. sure you give that credit yeah. <laughs> um, we are opening um hopefully we'll be uh building out a new location in the dc area in the next year or two and we're just really um growing expanding and most importantly scaling our impact for our students you know i i still remember the first day we did group interviews in november of 2016 and now we're looking at I think 320 graduates who've gone through our program, more than $7 million worth of increased wages. We've seen students open businesses, buy homes, move out of homeless shelters, um, and seen thousands of people come together as a community. And I am just in awe of what communities can accomplish. And that's been just a true, a true gift to get to be a part of. That's such a beautiful story. I you know, to everyone that's listening, I happen to be honored to be a part of um, sort of the growth of Emma's Torch and um, to sort of see it in real time. But there's a few things that you mentioned that I kind of just want to pull out further is, you know, one thing that, you know, is is one of my pillars and the reason why we, we are actually here when the Hospitality From Within podcast is community. And I think there's a lot of just um, excitement around community, but it can also be really terrifying, um, especially entering into a new space, whether that's also a city, but also industry is um, sort of what did you have to do to sort of navigate to lead yourself through building that community so that you knew that you weren't building this business alone? I, I think back to just a pillar of my, my family's life and just how Mm -hmm. I I see my identity has always been through the prism of a strong community. Mm -hmm. I went to a community school. I grew up in a really strong, vibrant Jewish community and a Mm -hmm. South African immigrant community. And so I knew that pretty much no matter where I went, the most critical thing 
was to find people and to see if we could work together. And so Mm -hmm. part of it was that I spent at least, I spent a good eight months not in communities and good eight months not telling anybody I was doing this. I (laughs) was researching, I was coming out with what is it at its core that we're trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish? Because once you have, once you have that as your, as your, you know, North star, Mm -hmm. then you can bring people in because then it's no longer relevant that it's the Carrie Brody story or it's the Mm -hmm. Kim Lerner story. Mm -hmm. It's if I can say, here is a core vision that I can find thousands of people who, who agree with, and have differences of perspective, differences of opinion, and differences in skill set and experience to come together around it. And so I think that for me, I think that community is that ability to find that core, that core value, that core guide, and mm-hmm. to bring people around it, not to say, hey, as a community, we're all the same, um, because I think that that can become very toxic, mm-hmm. um, but to really create a space where we know what we are, we know what we do, mm-hmm. but there's so much space for creativity, innovation, and, and diversity within that. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's had a pretty significant impact on you personally and also um, for the business, which is what sort of where where Emma's torch is today, you know, seven years later of of building and and sort of growth. Um, So my other sort of path that I want to bring us towards is um, the sort of the notion of leadership, right? Um, And you know, learning at, you know, when, when you started Emma's Torch, what it meant to one, you know, be in the hospitality industry and um, uh, figuring out what it meant to open an actual restaurant business, but um, what it meant to be in that leadership role, right? Because you had a lot of experience on the nonprofit front um, and the organization front of how to, you know, tell the story and and continue to grow the community around that. Um, walk us through a little bit sort of like what your journey was of understanding and I mean, truly growing into your leadership voice um, and who you are today as the leader. And I know you're really proud to be. In fact, I'm really proud that you are. Um, what that looked like, what that felt like, what were maybe some like, you know, where did where did you trip a little bit? And, and what were some of your like really um, impactful learning opportunities that um, continue to stick with you today? I love this question because I think that um, leadership means different things to different people at different times. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really telling that we can't define leadership in one moment as though it is the only way to lead and the only way to be in a space. And so I think back that like, yeah, I've been on a leadership journey since I ran for student council in fourth grade and was our grade <laughs> secretary. I've been in a, like, you know, I think about all those opportunities. Um, any moment is an opportunity to lead, inspire, and motivate, mm-hmm. whether you have official power, whether you are in that, you know, title of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big piece of my my journey as a leader and of Emma's Torch overall has been recognizing that in order to be successful, we need to be creating spaces for different models of leadership. Mm-hmm. And so that's been true because as an organization, I mean, so we we did our first info session in November of 2016. Mm-hmm. We um, opened multiple food businesses that were hitting their stride in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are just, and we've, you know, in the last seven years, we have lived through and witnessed um, incredible geopolitical change that has impacted how our students arrive in this country. And mm-hmm. so to I to have the idea that there's one model of leadership and one way of leading and managing and motivating in this time 
that's not possible. We have to be agile. We have to be creative and we have to kind of lead through, lead through these moments of difficulty. Um, and I know I hate doing it and I don't love like vulnerability is tough for me. That's been a real learning curve. Um, but I I think that something that's made me feel supported in that and been supported in my leadership is the way that we think about, um, core values. So in some Mm -hmm. ways I kind of think of those core values as the boundaries. Am I leading in a way that is in line with our core values as an organization? Am I leading with through a prism of gratitude, inclusion, integrity, and empowerment? Because mm-hmm. you can lead in a million different ways within those guideposts. But whenever I face a moment of wondering, am I with am I doing this right? Which I mean, any leader who tells you don't they don't ask themselves that question. I'd love to meet them and understand it. <laughs> that is a real question. Yeah. Um, but the act of asking that question always brings me back to those core those core values. And I'm also fortunate that along the way, I have found incredible mentors. And I think of my the team that I work with as mentors mm-hmm. as well, our board of directors as mentors, our students as mentors, um, to help ensure that leadership can evolve in that way. Um, so yeah, I think that that's kind of how, how things have gone. I think that there've been moments of incredible um, difficulty. I think uh, mm-hmm. everybody in the culinary industry, everybody in the world faced unthinkable difficulty and challenges in March of 2020. Um, we've had other issues as a nonprofit, as a startup, growing pains are real. Um, and so that's been, that's been exciting, um, mm-hmm. but also really challenging. And I'm grateful to have both those kind of guideposts of values, but really the people that I turn to in those moments to help ensure that we're all showing up the best that we can and giving ourselves grace for when we can't. Yeah. I love that. I, and you know, I think one one piece that you really you mentioned that I um, coach and teach on this nonstop all day, every day is, you know, just because you may have this title of leader right in your in your professional career, it doesn't mean that you're the only person there that is leading right at the end of the day. Truly, we are unable to show up for others if we're not showing up for ourselves first. And that requires each and every person on your team, in your community, in your orbit, sort of wherever you are um, to know how to lead themselves back to themselves. Right. And then be able to share that with your team, your community and so on and so forth. And that's how we grow. Um, And so for you to point out that not only is your, you know, your leadership team with the role, you know, the titles, part of your leaders, your, your mentors are also your students, right? Because like, we're here to learn from everybody. Like as a leader, if you're not showing up to teach and learn every day, then like, it's time to reevaluate, <laughs> you know, your core <laughs> values, right? Like to your point is like, if you don't have something to consistently come back to and be curious, then you're leading through ego. Um, and quite frankly, through insecurity. Um, and, you know, I think it's just so important for people to hear that just because you may be in a leadership role, whatever that title is, it doesn't mean that the rest of your team is not also leaders, right? And so we should be looking at everybody and teaching everybody and more importantly, creating that space to let everybody shine, right? Like we are a team because we all bring something to the table. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> I am really curious to know. So I'm going to ask you to get a little vulnerable with me. No. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yes, totally. Yeah, I'm here for it. Don't worry. We won't get too deep. Is, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of times in general, in, in, in leadership, business ownership, um, in roles where, you know, sort truly like your decisions make, can make a pretty significant impact. Um, 
is is what are some things that um you know what are some moments that you sort of really had to navigate which which required you to sort of open up and be vulnerable whether that's you know actually share you know with with your team what was happening in your own world right or tune into yourself and check in and say ah oh, man i'm being reactive at this point right like or i'm being I'm not listening to my team. Um, I'm just curious if you've navigated and you're willing to share a few moments where you realize that you actually had to lean into your vulnerability and um, not be afraid to show up as a human versus show up as what we we think the boss or the leader is supposed to be. I think that it's it's funny as you were asking, I'm like coming up with so many different examples in different moments because I think that that's, that is a normal part of, growing an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one of the very first, I'm very fortunate. So from day, so my husband asked me the question and the real, one of the real reasons this ever got off the ground is my then like my college roommate who now runs her an incredible marketing firm and, Mm -hmm. and communication. She's, she's genius. Um, she was the first person to say, so yes, so we're doing this. Like you're not taking that other job. You are moving to New York. You're enrolling culinary school. Let's figure out your logo. Let's figure out your typeface. Let's get going because this is Carrie and she's doing this thing. Yeah. And so Francesca um, is a is a dear friend and also like really an advisor and mentor. And I'll, I'll never forget early on, she was helping us run our social media. And she said something about wanting to post a, a picture that I was in. And I just started crying. And she was like, uh-huh. So why are we crying? And why does this upset you? And it was such an important, and like we got into it, it was fine. Um, <laughs> but that question of why, so something that I think has come up a lot over the last seven years, um, I no longer cry every time we have to do a picture, yeah. <laughs> but take a beat and ask why. So if yeah. I'm feeling incredibly anxious, why? If I'm feeling incredibly overwhelmed, why? Um, one of my colleagues has a great framing, which is she asks people, where did you learn that? Mm. So if I'm feeling well, I feel like I'm working 90 hours a week and this is, unex- where did you learn that? Let's unpack it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I love what I do. I feel an incredible sense of responsibility, not just to our students, but to our staff and to every, you know, want to make sure everybody has a great place to work and to thrive and to earn a living. Like the stakes are high, mm-hmm. but they're not that high. Mm-hmm. And so taking a beat, asking why, asking, where did we learn this? We're privileged. What we're doing, we can afford to take that minute. Um, and I think back to, in particular, this lesson became very clear to me around um, when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I recently was clearing out some of our files and I found like the 16 contingency plans that we drafted ahead of wow. our board meeting on November 14th, I think it was. And we're going through, we're going through, we're turning, we're turning, we're turning, we're turning. And I had to go to the bank of all things, the world is coming to an end. And I had to go to the bank to like countersign something. And I'm sitting at the bank for two hours waiting and it was a gift because I had to sit there and ask myself, why, mm. why are we doing this? Is this mission driven? Is this going to serve mm-hmm. the individuals that we want to support? Is this the choice that we need to make right now? And that changed how we viewed everything. We stopped thinking about how do we be open tomorrow? And we started thinking about how do we maintain a community and support individuals for however long this crisis lasts? How do we think more expansively and abundantly, even in the moment of extreme, extreme distress and extreme concern? Um, and that's been a really big learning lesson for me. I don't always do it. Um, I sometimes kick myself when I'm like, oh, I should go get some fresh air. But yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's kind of, that's how things have evolved for me a little bit over the last couple of years. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of times just pausing, right? Like just, just pause for a moment. Um, I know that's something that I would uh, require us to do when we were we were in the midst of of opening. You, you know, forced us to meditate. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I ever meditated. It changed my life. Yeah. Um. And you know, I just said I kept. You know, it's like the why. Like, why are we here? And you know, I will sort of never forget that moment in time because it was actually in in some ways, uh, you know, the inspiration of of how I, where we, where we are today, being able to sit on this, on, you know, being able to share this story and, um, creating my own business is, you know, going back to why are we here writing that mission on the wall so we can go back to it, but also like, we're not going to be able to successfully do anything and feel really, really good and yummy about it. If we're kind of spiraling in our own space. Right. And like, getting really just like letting the insecurity and the fear that we're not going to be able to do it well enough or or can we do this just on our own or is it you know a three-person show really going to be able to open up this full service restaurant that's really changing and saving lives right but i think in those moments always remembering that part of vulnerability is one simply just admitting that you're human um and that you too need space right like you too need to just clear whether it's clear your head, take a deep breath. Like I have been learning this now for the last couple of years, how powerful breath work is. And I forget all the time as well. Um, and I, then when I take a deep breath, I'm like, oh, I should just do a few more of those. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, it's, you know, to your point about we're always learning, always growing. I relearn that every single time and somehow continue to forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I really like, you know, the why, right? Like that's also so important of like, why, why are we doing this? And also I think there's a lot of power in asking why, because not only will it sort of reframe you and reground you, but it also sort of challenge you to think like to grow and evolve. Like, does this, does what we are, what I am doing, how I'm leading the way the business is going sort of wherever you are in your career or, or life in general, does this still work? right? Is this still aligned with the mission and aligned with everybody that's involved, right? Um, and I think it's really important to like pause in those moments, whether you're at the bank for two hours, you know, or um, sitting in your living room or like, you know, on a four hour car drive, like sort of wherever, wherever that space is for you is, is asking the why. Um, are there any sort of like, besides for pausing and asking why, are there any or other sort of like resources whether it be books or podcasts or like even just mantras or people you call in those moments of like, I need to just get back into the carry space so that I can continue to show up as the leader that you're proud of. Yeah, I think that different times call for different things. Um, my Our team has like awesome book clubs. So I think mm -hmm. they're, um, they're reading Happiness Advantage right now, which I'm on the wait list for, but we also read Essentialism and Think Again, um, which is awesome. Um, but I also feel like sometimes like I, for me, it's running. So mm -hmm. I get on my sneakers, jump on the treadmill or run outside. And even if it's five minutes, like if it's a long run, amazing. If it's a short mm -hmm. run, also amazing. And just mm -hmm. clearing my mind that way and letting, because when you're running, you can't be doing something else. And yeah. I think that that's really important. Um, but definitely there's like, I love the Liz Moody podcast. Mm -hmm. um, when she had a podcast, I love Brony Brown's podcast. I love her books. Adam Grant is awesome. And so 
those are my go-tos. And I find that at different, at different seasons of leadership, I'm, I'm looking for different things. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just going for a walk and calling a friend. Cool. Awesome. And uh, I have one other uh, burning question, which, cause I just like to redefine words um, in all ways because they all mean something very different to us. So how, what does leadership mean to you today? Leadership to me today means, oh, this is a great question. (laughs) I think leadership to me today means determination. Mm -hmm. It means, I think that you can show up through a lens of optimism, pessimism, hope, concern, but, but being a leader, I think is, is demonstrating determination and, and that idea that it's possible. Amazing. I love that. I haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited to hear other interpretations. (laughs) Um, Amazing, Carrie. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and um, truly being vulnerable with me um, in this conversation so that others can also be inspired. Carrie um, is, like I mentioned, a very dear friend, but also a huge inspiration to me. And I just, I, I'm grateful that I get to be in your orbit and now share a little bit of this to everybody else. And I hope that it'll inspire, um, those to continue to lead with determination, um, in whatever that means to them. And, uh, remember to ask why. Thank you so much, Kim. I love that you're doing this and thank you for creating these spaces as always. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you, Carrie. We'll have a beautiful day um, and I'll actually speak to you really soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being here. I hope you were inspired by this episode. I invite you to share it with someone from your collective if you feel like it'll resonate with them. For more resources to fill your toolkit, visit www.onlyyummyalways.com. We'll see you next time.